Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adam. John, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good, man. You got, the, got your little facial hair I going I got uh, the conquistador look right now. You do, man. Yeah. I mean, at least you hung your hat and your sword well, over in the you corner. Know, well, the thing is, you know, I'm a Tampa Bay Buck fan by, by birth, anyways, uh-huh. before... I mean, we had Vinny Testaverde. That's how long I've been. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, going for the You and every other team in the yeah, NFL. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, you look good, man. It's good to be with you. You know, just getting back off of vacation and I spent some time away with my family. That was mm-hmm. great, man. It was just a, a really good time. Um, just, yeah, I had a good compliment. My son came to me, Jacob, and said, Dad, like, this is towards the end of the trip. He said, you know, you barely touched your phone and your laptop, and that's really cool. Right. Which made me feel good, you well, know, because that was the intent. Can, kids can see – yeah. How much time you spend with them and don't spend with them. Sure. You know? So it made me feel good. It was the first vacation in a long time where I felt like, you know, a lot of times you feel like you're, you you oh, you want more time. It went too fast, yeah. all that stuff. It was just right, you know, when we got back. And we'll talk about that here some more in a second. You know, when we get started here, I want to talk to everybody about a few things we have going on. First and foremost, I want to mention again the pilgrimage to the Holy Land that we're planning in March, or excuse me, May of 2023 that's uh, may the 10th through the 21st mm-hmm. it's a 12-day trip father larry richards is going to be the spiritual director of the trip um, i'm going to be leading it uh, alongside of him and i'm super excited about it if you've ever looked at the holy land and you've seen pictures and watched videos of all these places that people have been and never wanted to go then go with us you know yeah. we're excited to have whoever who, who excuse me have whoever wants to go with us and, you know, I've had a lot of people, re, you know, reach out and say, hey, is this just for men? No, it's not. It's for men and their wives. It's for women that want to go. It's for everybody. So it's going to be a great time. We're going to go to some magnificent places, and we're going to get to walk in the footsteps of Christ, which I'm so excited about. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I, I don't even know if I'll be able to talk, like, when I get there to those places because it just – just the 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 understanding that you're standing where Christ stood, right. you know, like it, I'm I'm sure I'll be standing still with my mouth wide open, looking at stuff, going, wow, <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're really excited about it for the opportunity. It's great to go with Father Larry. He's been a bunch of times, so it's nice to go with somebody that's mm-hmm. been a lot and 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 uh, has a lot of insights into those you know previous trips and things. So if you're looking to go to the Holy Land, you can sign up for it at the Book Me page on JustAGuyInThePew.com. We just redid that page. So um, now you'll see at the top um, the parish missions. You'll see uh, the pilgrimage information there where you can click it, and you'll see other things where you can book me for men's conferences, uh, parish missions, also um, for starting men's groups. That's another thing that we're doing, Victor, we've been talking about a lot, Mm -hmm. is you know I'm leaving in a couple of days to go to New Mexico for a four-day parish mission there, and it's for the whole parish, for men and women, but also one of the main reasons is I'm going to go and help them start a, a men's group with a narrow road and help them really get something like we have here at our parish and that we've started in other parishes around the country that we've been to. So I'm excited about that. You can find all of that at the Book Me page. So you can go there and book the pilgrimage. You can go there and, and inquire about you know any sort of event that you'd like me to come to and speak at, uh, and we can get with you on any of those things. You can find that at justagoundthepew.com and then click Book Me or Book John in slash events at the top of the page. Um, I also want to you know announce to everybody that we're going to have two episodes on Life on the Rock. So originally when I went up there, and I mentioned it before, they moved those back so they could put them back-to-back weeks. So October the 24th and then October the 31st, 
they're going to show um, the two episodes I did on Life on the Rock. And they'll both be repeated three times that week. So um, you can check out EWTN to catch us on there and see what we're doing there, hanging out with Father Mark Mary. Um, last thing, the narrow road. We've had so many people join in the last couple of weeks. It really has taken off. Um, and it's, it's guys that are signing up through the Facebook ads and through email campaigns and all of that, but also through um, just word of mouth. And then through the parishes we're going to to visit, you know, guys that are signing up to do this in their groups, no matter how you come to it, I just invite you all to give it a try. If you're sitting here trying to live the life that we talk about each and every week, you need help doing it. Mm-hmm. You need something that's going to keep you grounded, something that's going to keep you doing the things in your life you know you need to do, and something that's going to keep your mind on a certain virtue every month. And that's what the narrow road is. It's going to help you grow in prayer. It's going to help you grow in your relationship with God. And it's very simple. That's what everybody says they love about it. It's simple. It's easy to do. Uh, I don't say it's easy to do, but it, it doesn't take up a, ma- a massive amount of time, right? It, it's something that you can do uh, in, in the moments you find in the day, but that's going to help you continue to be the man that you're, that you're called to be. So you can find that. You can sign up for the Narrow Road at justagotonthepew.com. You can go to the community there, sign up, and you get 50% off your first month, right? So you get to try it for half off. If you like it, stick with it. It'll go back to regular price. If it's something you decided and for you, then no harm, no foul. You got it at half price. So anyway, go there and sign up and join hundreds of men across the country and the world that are doing this now and are becoming better husbands, brothers, fathers, and sons. Now, on top of that, you also said you have like a group. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, we have a group that meets on uh, on so uh, Zoom every month. Yeah, the yeah. one-on-one with the community. So that's yeah, good too. it is. It's awesome. There's a bunch of guys that join that every month. We've actually got one. Uh, actually, when this comes out, it'll have been mm-hmm. last Thursday. But at 7 p.m., where a bunch of guys get on there, we share about our lives, and I share news that's going on in the ministry and all of that. So you can join that. You get that. You get the community. You get all the extra interviews and everything else we've done, too. So, again, just get on the pew.com uh, and click community and then click join, and you'll get a hold of all of that. So, you know, we were talking about vacation a minute ago, Victor, and, you know, I took my family to Branson. It was a neat deal. Branson, Missouri, um, you know, they've got an amusement park up there, Silver Dollar City. Uh, originally, Angela's parents, they've got a timeshare up at um, Big Cedar, which is the place Johnny Morris, the guy that owns Bass Pro Shops, has a 4,000-acre resort, mountaintop stuff. I is mean, that the guy gorgeous. that wears the, the, the orange hat with the T on it? No, that's Bill Dance. Oh, okay. That's a good buddy. See, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm a saltwater fisherman. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm a freshwater fisherman. No, but Bill Dance owns Bass Pro, and he okay. you know, does a lot of conservative ship, you know, stuff like that, you know, conserving the environment and all those. Yeah. And so he's got this big place up there, and that's why we were going. We are going up there like Sunday through Wednesday to be mm-hmm. with Angela's family. And then Angel and I thought, well, why don't we take some extra time and we'll go uh, to a place up there, a resort, you know, by ourselves for a few days and go just enjoy time with the kids. And a lot of times on vacation, you know, I'm always looking at stuff and still working and all that. But this time I really made a concerted effort to to try to put my family at the forefront and say, I need this. Angela needs this. We're busier in the ministry than we've ever been. Um, and I need this time. I want this time just to be, you know, person, present, you know, right. person to person and, and present to my family. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and so I did. It was great. And for the first time, it was a vacation that, like, a lot of times in the past, I've sat there and going, it's not enough time. I wish we had another day. I wish we had another three days and all of that. And the whole time, you're lamenting coming home for everything that waits for you. But this time, I wasn't. And I want to say probably because I'm in a different place in my life. Like, I'm, I understand that um, that my happiness doesn't come from just a moment or a trip or things like that. My joy doesn't come from that. It comes from the Lord. And, and having a relationship with him and having, you know, because of that relationship, having joy with him through all things. But, you know, it really brought up a, a point that somebody, a question really, somebody asked me over the weekend at the Eucharistic Congress we had here in Memphis. And it's been echoed in some emails. 
And, you know, this person came up and asked me, why is it, why is it never enough? And I was like, what do you mean it? And they said anything. Why is it never enough? Like, I'm never, I'm never happy. Like, I get something for this time being, and, and I'm happy for a moment. Or I go on a trip. Or, you know, I get a promotion at work. Or I move to a new house. Or whatever it is. And I'm happy for a little bit. But it's never enough. Like, I always find myself wanting. And I'm always finding myself trying to find the next thing to find happiness in so that I'm not unhappy. And, you know, it, it, it's funny because... I think we all have felt that way a lot. You know, vacations never seem to be long enough. The new car is cool for only a time. New houses are great until you're you're used to them. You know, um, the job you get is is has a certain um, mysticism to it or something until you're used to the daily grind in it again, right? And you always go back to man. I thought this was going to be the thing. I thought this was going to do it. I was finally going to be happy, a lasting happiness that didn't leave and go away. But like so many other things, it's not and. What happens is it creates disappointment in us and it leaves us unhappy because that's really what disappointment is, mm-hmm. right? Is, is just an unhappiness. Um, there was something I expected. That expectation wasn't met and therefore I'm unhappy or I'm bothered by that and I'm and maybe even worse off than I was with my expectation of what I thought this was going to be. So, you know, that's what I want to talk about today is why is it never enough? And and what the why that is an issue and, and why so many of us feel that in our lives. Well, I think we have to also change the definition of appreciation. I mean, yeah. I think once you get further into your faith, the, the word appreciation changes. Um, for instance, like for me, like, you know, for with this journey with you, John, I've been able to kind of be more spiritual minded. So mm-hmm. whenever I feel like um, this funk is starting to collect around me like a fog, you know, then I know that I need to go before the Lord. So I yeah. usually will be go and wherever I am on the road, I would stop by, do a rosary in front of the Eucharist in the tabernacle, whatever, and I would it would like really settle me down. Yeah. Uh, and and after that, I get this this level of presence and joy, but it, it's not always there. It's it it doesn't really diminish. It just kind of like the heightened intensity diminishes just a little bit. It doesn't ever go away. But the thing is, um. For me, I don't know if I could live in a constant state of ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah. I mean that. I mean that would be too much. I'd be like Ted Lasso, you know, always happy all the time, but really, you know, pretending to be sure, somebody yeah. else. You know. Yeah. But the thing is, I th- I think God gives you those little graces of gifts, like yeah, I love mm-hmm. you, thank you for coming and and relying on me. But the thing is, also what you're saying too, I agree was that that we we look for the wrong places of happiness mm-hmm. that's never going to fulfill, and that's God kind of saying, look, you know. That's that's a little joy that you're experiencing, but just imagine when you're with me, you can get that whenever you want to, you right. know, by just being one on one with me. Right, and I think that's I think that's part of the problem is is you know that we we get caught up in the gifts mm-hmm. of God to give us our happiness versus God Himself, right. and we'll talk about that here in a second. But you know, one of the biggest things that I've noticed for me, and and one of the things that that I, other people have shared with me is that you know time is really a big problem with mm-hmm. happiness. You know, time is is one of the biggest obstacles of joy because obviously, I mean, how many times have you been looking forward to something and you're like, man, this new Avengers movie is coming out or this vacation's finally here or, or season two of the set of the episodes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or it's, it's guys night and right. it's, you know, bourbon and cigars. It's going to be a great night. And the whole time from the time people arrive or the time the movie starts or whatever else is going on, you're looking at your watch. Right. Oh man, it's. I know everybody usually leaves at ten, and it's already it's already six forty five. Man, forty five minutes have already gone by, and man, that cigar it it burned down in no time. Man, like I I didn't even really get to enjoy it. And so instead of enjoying the moments and being present in those moments, 
we're already worrying about time that's slipping away. You know, we're we're obviously busier watching the clock than we are actually enjoying the moment. Again, that's why vacation isn't long enough because you get to that, you know, three or four days in, you're going, man, we only got two or three days left. And instead of saying, I got two or three days left with my family that I can afford, that God's giving me the money for, that God gave us a, a beautiful place to go to and have all this, if I have three days and I've got, what is that, 72 hours or whatever that is, to, to spend with my family mm-hmm. uninterrupted. But instead, I'm worried about where, what's going to happen in 72 hours and how I'm not going to have it anymore. And it robs us of that joy. The thing that we've been looking for so much, that time takes it away from us because we simply can't learn to enjoy the things that, that we get, that happiness. We're always looking for, and that's another thing that Tom does, is that it, it makes us look for pleasures at one after the other because none of them last long enough, right. right? So you're constantly looking for the next and the next and the next. So even in the midst of of, of, of something that you hoped it would bring you happiness, your mind is already on when's the next time am I going to be happy? So you can't even enjoy where you are. And it winds up leading to great disappointment, right? Because we end up time and time and again looking for joy in things that only give us short moments of happiness, fleeting moments of happiness. And I think that's really the difference of what we're talking about here today. So many of us start to look for things that make me happy instead of what makes me joyful, mm-hmm. right? Because happiness comes and goes, right? It, it's, it's something that, that, that you know, we find in a few things here and there, but it's joy that we should be looking for, right. right? That lasting joy. And you hinted to it a little bit ago that the only place that you can really find that is in God, right? It's when you give your life to God is when you start looking at everything in your life as, as uh, a conduit of God's grace, which makes you joyful about everything in your life. Um, the thing is, like, half the time we, we start to look at the gifts as the reason for being happy instead of the giver, right? Instead right. of the giver. So what that means is we we pump so much up into these things, whether it's that new show or that movie or that cigar or that night with the guys or the vacation, that the reality of what we build up in our mind doesn't live up or the the idea of what you know we build up in our mind mm-hmm. doesn't live up to the reality. And so we're always disappointed because it's never going to be enough for us. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. When you're looking to find joy and pleasures of the flesh, earthly things, they're never going to be enough, right? They bring you some moments of happiness, but it's not lasting. And that should tell us that Tom gives us a clue to our, our joy or lasting happiness is that if if I'm always looking at the clock and, and looking at it as it passes times and lamenting over things and not being able to enjoy the happiness I was looking forward to, then maybe it's because the only thing that's ever going to make us joyful is eternity. Right. Right, is time that does not pass, right? Is eternity that is just there, and that we're, we're we have the rest of our life to enjoy that that happiness and that joy we've been looking for. And you know, Archbishop Fulton Sheen talks about this in a book called Remade for Happiness. And I'm going to read a little bit about that in a minute. But that's something that sort of come to you know came to me when I was reading his words was like, man, this is like the only time that we're ever going to be happy with is eternity. Because our hearts long for that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what these other things are showing us is this isn't the right thing, right? I'm looking for the wrong thing. Right. We long to be united with our, our creator and our savior. Yeah. yeah. We're looking for that internal joy. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, uh, Archbishop Fulton Jean actually says, disappointments are merely markers on the road to life saying perfect happiness is not here. Right. Right. That's such a profound statement is when we keep searching for happiness and we our joy really is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. He calls it perfect happiness. I call it joy. But when we can't find joy in these things, it's basically 
breadcrumbs that God has left for us saying, nope, not that, mm-hmm. not that, but it's leading us closer to him. I'm what's going to give you joy. My love for you and your love for me. Living in that's what's going to bring us joy. You know, th- those gifts are meant to be those breadcrumbs, and they tell us, you know, that this particular thing's nice, but it isn't going to be the source of my joy. You know, it leads us back to him. And, you know, this is what Archbishop Fulton Sheen says about this. I'm going to read a passage. It's a little lengthy. It's not real long, but it kind of illustrates this. If I can find it, I had it's it something for the on. brain to chew on. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So this is what we're talking about here. He says, it is God for whom we are looking. Your unhappiness is not due to your want of a fortune or high position or fame or sufficient vitamins. I don't know why he threw vitamins in there, but it's an old book. It is due not to a want of something outside of you, but to a want of something inside of you. You cannot satisfy a soul with husks. If the sun could speak, it would say that it was happy when shining. If a pencil could speak, it would say that it was happy when writing. For those were the purposes for which they were made. You were made for perfect happiness. That is your purpose. No wonder everything short of God disappoints you. But you have noticed that when, have you noticed that when you realize you were made for perfect happiness or joy, how much less disappointing the pleasures of earth become? You cease expecting to get silk purses out of Sal's ears. Once you realize that God is your end, you are not disappointed for you, uh, for you put no more hope in the things than they can bear. Important point there. Mm-hmm. You don't put any more hope in things that more than what something uh, of the earth can give you, right? Of the flesh can give you. You cease looking for first-rate joys where only tenth-rate pleasures are to be found. I love that line. Yeah. He goes on to say, you begin to see that friendship, the joys of marriage, the thrill of possession, the, the sunset and the evening star, masterpieces of art and music, the gold and silver of earth, the industries and comforts of life are all the gifts of God. He dropped them on the roadway to life to remind you that these are so beautiful. If these are so beautiful, then what must be beauty? He intended them to be bridges to cross over to him. After enjoying the good things of life, you were to say, if the spark of human love is so bright, then what must be the flame? And so this gets to the point where what we're talking about here is that we're longing for God and not the gifts, right? And so those, like I said, are meant to be breadcrumbs. But he also says here about that. Unfortunately, many become so enamored of the gifts that the great giver of life has dropped on the roadway of life that they build their cities around the gift and out of loyalty to their maker, fail to give them perfect happiness. Excuse me. They build their cities around the gift and forget the giver. And when the gifts out of loyalty to their maker fail to give them perfect happiness, they rebel against God and become cynical and disillusioned. This is why we are disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about here. That's all from Remade for Happiness. It's a great book if you guys want to check it out. But that's the problem, is that we're looking for everything else but God. And the problem with that is that God is the only thing that will ever bring us joy. But people, God is usually the most is the least thing that people try to find joy in. Right, so we look everywhere else, and usually it's not until we brought we're brought into our knees where we start looking at God for that help. But it's God from where our joy comes, and and the reason people don't look for joy in God is because I think that it means um, that means giving and not receiving. Right, it means that we've got to be exactly what Jesus called us to. That we can't sit there anymore and 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 expect things to be given to us to mm-hmm. make us happy. That we have to figure out that our happiness comes from taking from ourselves and giving to others, right? Whether it's our time, our talent, our treasure, all those other things, it's becoming a gift. And, you know, Jesus says that to us because we want to rule. We don't want to submit, but it's what it's about. When we submit to what Christ has called us to, what God has called us to, that's where we find the joy. 
I mean, Christ even says that. He says in John 15, 10, 11, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete, right? Following what I've asked you to do is what brings you joy. Giving your life to me is what brings you joy. The problem is we don't want to submit to God. We don't want that because we feel like if I do that, I don't get what I want. Mm-hmm. If I don't get what I want, I won't be happy and I'll always be looking for something. When in fact, it's the it's the inverse, right? It's the reverse. Is we, we, we rebel against God. We try to make our own selves happy and we never find that joy because he's not involved. Well, the thing is too, also what he was, what she was saying is about there's a spark of love with all of us that comes from the source, right? Mm-hmm. So when we, we get to that point where we, we desire to be part and connected to the source, that's when like really the, the fulfillment of our life is set. Yeah. You know, because we know how to love, we know how how to be merciful to others, we know how to be forgiving, and we know how to live in a sense of we're for a man, we live and we're married. We live in the perfect love as a husband and as a father. Right. And if you're a woman, then you live, if you're married, then you live in the perfect love of being a, a wife and a mother. I mean, that's the thing is that you find these things yeah. that you're always there, but it was like, it's like this curtain was opened up, the veil of what the t- true intentions of what we're supposed to be doing here is. Sure. It's like find, loving each other, being merciful, and also connected to the source, which is God. Right. It's, it's the answer to the ache. Right. I mean, what we're talking about is why, when somebody says, why is it never enough? It's an ache, right? I'm missing something. I'm longing for something in my life. And that's why so many feel an emptiness, no matter how much they have, no matter what they buy, no matter how much we, we amass, right? God has left a void there on purpose because he's the only one that can fill it. It's like he's taken a portion of our heart and kept it for himself until we realize that the only thing that makes us whole is him. Right, so we could try to shove whatever in there. We could try to fill it all up, but it doesn't work. And and I mean, we hear that in First Peter. He says, um, "Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation right. of your souls. Right. right, inexpressible joy because you realize it's about him. Even though you can't see him, your life's about him. And and so that's the thing. He's the only one that can fill the void." And the problem with this is we know it, mm-hmm. right? We know it up here. You and I can talk about it all day long. Most people that are listening to the show right now have heard that and can recite it off their head. But it's not about head knowledge. It's about becoming passionate for a real relationship with God. It's about moving that knowledge to your heart and giving him your life, right? That's what it's about. Up here, it's just knowledge. But down here, it becomes passion. It becomes the way you want to live. And that's what opens up your heart and lets God put that piece that's missing back there. And it's what brings us joy in every facet of life, good and bad. We read in Proverbs 10, 28, the prospect of the righteous is joy, right? The prospect of the righteous is joy. You give your life to God. You surrender your life to him. The prospect of that is joy. It's not what you get. It's what you give, right? right? And that's what we talk about so often on here. And that's what we have to learn as men. If we continue to go through our life searching through our porn and our alcohol and our drugs and our job and our money and our things we could buy, our boat, our car, or this, we're always going to be looking for that next thing. Time is always going to be our enemy. If you want to focus on time, focus on eternity because that's where you're going to find your true happiness. That's where you're going to find your joy, um, which is completely different than happiness in my book. But that's where you're going to find that eternal joy. 
you know, it's it. That's what allows you to 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 enjoy the gifts that we've been talking about. All those other things that we mentioned, they're not bad in of themselves. They're blessings from the Father for you to have a house, for you to have the money to go on a vacation, for you to have friends to have a bourbon and a cigar with. All those things are gifts, but. This is what allows you to enjoy those gifts, not because you're looking for happiness in them, but because they came from him, right? Because they came from him, not because they're going to make you happy, but because he's going to make you happy. Serving him is going to make you happy. This is what allows us to stop asking, why is it never enough? And opens the door for us to be grateful for the abundance of blessing God has bestowed upon us. That's what we're trying to say here. And guys, like I know it's tough because our human you know, our, our very selves, we want, we want, we want, we see the things advertisement. The world is geared at telling you, you're not going to be happy until you have this or do that, or have, have reached this social status or whatever. But that's why we have to turn our faces away from the world and turn our faces back to the Lord, because he's the one that says you're enough. You don't need any of that stuff. Yeah, it's great. And if, if, if I've blessed you with those things and you can enjoy them responsibly and, and the way that they're meant to be a blessing to you, great. But stop looking for happiness in them mm-hmm. and look for it in me because I'm the only way you're going to find that. So, I mean, guys, if you're if you're a man out here that's struggling with this, I, I hope that you'll listen to this and you'll pray about it because your life is never going to be enough until you start looking at the source of enough, which is God, right? He wants to place that that piece of the heart that he's kept for himself back in you. But again, we have free will and we have to choose that, right? He's not going to force it. He's not going to rip you and hold you down one day and tie you to a table and shove that piece back in your heart. He's going to wait for you to realize what you're missing and ask for it. And when you do, he's going to start showering you with blessings. And it's going to be how a guy like me can go from all the terrible things I did in my life to the things that I'm trying to do now to give instead of take in my life. And, and so if this sounds like, you know, one of you guys are listening right now, Please pray about it because God wants men to live like this. The world will change overnight if men start realizing this. Stop looking for pleasure and happiness and all these other things of the world. Enjoy them as gifts of God, but always, always look back to the giver, right? And if you want help doing this, this is what the narrow road, what this whole ministry is about. So you can, like, like I said before, you can sign up for the narrow road at justagodandpew.com. You can work on those virtues. They're going to help open this sort of gateway in your life. And you can start living as the man that God's called you to be, which is the point of all of this. And it's what every one of us wants in our heart, in our soul, in our life. So look, guys, I hear that music. And look, if if you want to stop feeling like nothing in life is enough, then start surrendering more to God so he can become your source of joy through all things. So let's take that to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, too often in life, we're not satisfied. We spend our days chasing things that will only give us fleeting moments of happiness and then lead ultimately to disappointment. Help us to realize that the ache we feel is really a longing for joy that can only be found in you. And Father, whenever we find ourselves failing to find joy in other things, remind us that those failed pursuits are just breadcrumbs that lead us back to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.